Hi friends, welcome to Tanks Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm Ben. It's episode, I think, 233. I haven't got my book ready. What's going on? I haven't written it down. I'm here with Lucy. I can confirm 233, I think. <laughs> I confirm, maybe. Uh, I remember we did a 232. Can't tell you how many weeks ago that was, though. So. Who knows? Someone will add You'll know. Great You're here with us as well. Good. Yes, I am here and not pay- and paying attention and not remembering I have to tweet out that we're live. And so was barely paying attention. I, I haven't checked the numbers, but I believe this is 233. Not that it really matters. We're going to nah. talk about some games. We're going to drink some beers as we do each and every week. Uh, I'm going to crack a beer open, but I have a, a question to pose to you both. Um, I've got three beers left. I'm only going to drink two this evening, but... I thought sure? I th- yes we yes no big. they're all they're all they're all big they're all big beers. Um, so, you know, <sighs> one in Rome, and none of us are going to Rome anytime soon. That's very so. true. That's very true. <laughs> um, so I've, where your heart is. I've got three beers. One is, and I, I'll just give you the adjuncts and everything from the fronts of the cans. One is a triple dry hopped IPA at seven point eight percent. That's a collaboration beer. One is a single hop Idaho 7 double IPA at 8%. And one is a coffee Tonka double stout at 8.5%. Um, IPA then stout. Okay, Lucy? There was a stout. Did you say Tonka? Tonka stout, yep. Well... I just want you to drink that one now. It's like I want to drink it. Well, that, I live vicariously. I think I think that will have to be second, as it's eight point five <laughs> and a Tonka Stout. Um, so oh, it's it's basically between you know what? then. Just, a, just a, ship it up here. Ship it up here. By the time it gets here, we'll we'll be on somebody's <laughs> last topic. That's true. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Which one then? A, do- a double IPA or a triple hopped IPA? Double. Save the trip. Okay. Hmm. Starting then with Saturated in Idaho 7 from Dea. Get rid of it. No, the other one. Now I'm I'm double jealous. Drink the trip. It is an 8% double IPA. Um, They've given me no information as usual. Contains the normal allergens that things contain. It's Idaho 7, it's a single hop, but that's all they're giving me. I'm going to open this up. Big old can, big old alcohol content. It's a big boy. Uh, Lucy, what are you drinking this week? I am drinking... Because I've also got a stouty. Okay, nice. But um, I'm going to start with an IPA from Verdant. Ooh, lovely. Neil gets things done. Um, 6.5% Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Nelson Sovin. Not much else, 440ml can. Very nice. 
art on it. Very pop arty kind of art on the can. But yeah, is that a rebrew? Yeah. That's something they've they've done before, isn't it? I think. Yeah, because mm. I was like, this, this can art looks familiar. Um, so yeah, it probably is. But mm -hmm. I haven't had a verdant beer in too long, basically. <laughs> Way too long. Nice. So, yeah. Good. I want this. Uh, Adol, what are you starting with this yes. week? Yes. Uh, I've got a beer that one of my housemates bought for my birthday. Um, it's by Howling Hops, which mm -hmm. is uh, in Hackneywick. Uh, it is their house IPA, 6.9% IPA. It's got this gorgeous um, sort of boat and whale breaching and I can't remember what the spraying with the out of the blowhole is called, um, but it's just a really pretty can. Uh, I don't think I've ever had anything from them. Mm. Really? Oh, I don't think so, or at least it didn't ring a bell. Howling hops, um, and there's very little information except that it has hops, which presumably howl. <laughs> <laughs> presumably. Um, I remember a few of their cans a few months ago were all sort of geometric patterns. That's what I remember from Howling Hops. Hmm. I think. Maybe it's them. Who knows? Uh, you pour that. I'm going to have a, get me nose in and have a sniff of this Idaho 7 beer. <clears throat> mm, it's very, very frothy, you can see. Uh, but um, mm. as I put the glass down. Uh, it's got a... It has got a nice haze to it. But it feels like up to the light. I can just see my finger peeking through. Uh, around the edges, it's a little bit lighter as well. Um, it comes across quite well as uh, in in its color on the on the camera as it is from what I can see. Nice fruity nose, big fruity nose. There's a something in there as well. A little sweetness maybe. Oh, oh, that's a big juicy flavor. Hmm. A little bit of pineapple. I know, a little bit of coconut as well. And it's got this nice creamy finish to it. But it does... It does finish very... Creamy, quite wet. But there's just something else in there. I don't know whether it's, it's that, you know, Idaho 7 having a bit of a, a coconut-y kind of nature to it. Whether it's just the, uh, like the aftertaste of that, perhaps, and a little bit of the creaminess kind of making me... Putting my mind elsewhere, maybe. Go back in. It's a little bit of a dankness on the nose as well. That dankness does come through at the beginning with those fruitier flavours, with that pineapple. Maybe a little bit of mango as well. But yeah, it kind of kicks up into this very creamy sort of sweetness, which gives me a lot of kind of coconut vibes. Not... Um, it's 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 not sort of uh, you know like the, the kind of artificial coconut you get like bounty or something like that. It's a bit more muted than that. It's kind of more like uh, like desiccated coconut, something like that. You know, it's or coconut, mm. maybe a little bit more like coconut milk or or, or something. It's just a little just giving a bit of body and smoothness. Yes, yes, it, yeah. exactly. Little little sweetness as well from it, but not a huge punch of that. Mm, it's very nice. Hmm. Oh, that's easy. I think I have that on order. Yeah, mm. I think that's on route. Did I say what it was called? Saturated in Idaho Seven. Um, yeah. So they've done they've done a few of these. 
saturated in beers where they're just doing a single hop um, beer. Uh, I can't remember which ones I've had. I think I've had three now, including this one. Um, and just from just from memory, I think this one is my favourite. I think that they do a saturated in citra. Mm. I know they do a Simcoe one. They did a Simcoe one, yes, which is one I didn't have, I think. I think I had that one. Who knows? Who knows these days? So many beers are consumed. I've got no idea what I drank. Uh, I could probably look back through the book, couldn't I, and see if it was something I had on an episode, but um, probably wasn't. Probably just drank it on a random Wednesday afternoon. Night, I should probably say to any clients listening. Um, Lucy. We'll come yeah. over to you. Alright. Uh, when I poured it, it looked a bit similar to yours, Ben. Mm. Nice foamy, frothy head. Um, but yeah, the smell is gorgeous. Um, like, full-on tropical fruits. Like, they are known for like their bold flavours. And yeah, just takes me back. A lot of pininess on the, on the nose as well. Oh, mm. so good. I like that sound. Yes. <laughs> I'll just keep smelling it. Don't want to drink it. Because I didn't... I can't really, It's been so long. Will the taste match the smell? Oh my god, yes it does. Mm. That's Excellent. good. It reminds me of like a day of beer. Yeah. They are pretty similar, like Verdant and Dea in their approaches to the style. Like, it's an IPA, it's, what was it, 6.5%, so you are tasting that little bit of alcohol. But yeah, it's got this nice, smooth, full body, nice tropical fruit flavours, like a bit of guava, a bit of passion Ooh. fruit. Oh, it's good. But yeah, they put Citra Mosaic, Nelson Sovin, so I think it's... And Simcoe. Um, so I think a lot of it is like the mosaic on the smell, but yeah. All those hops, like five hops going into it. I mean four hops, sorry. It, it just, yeah, getting all those fruit flavours and... That's a good beer. Nice. I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. I, I, I want to live in their brewery. Just, just live in like... A vat instead of like Oscar the Grouch living in a bin. I just want to live in the vat. <laughs> just swirl around. Just pop up every now and again for air and just go straight back yeah. down again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Nice. Good. Mm. Um, I... If I could bottle this smell, this would be it. Mm. Mm. Would you wear it or is it just a smell every now and again? Just a smell every mm. now and then. It's fair. Just like smell of tropicalness. <laughs> good nice perfect mm. Adel, we'll come to you then howling hops sure so the what was it called again just the house uh, ipa mm. yeah uh so it's it's obviously like completely yeah a solid opaque. color yeah it, it look, it's like an orange juice or like a maybe orange mango juice like a mm. slight yellowish in it um, you can see that it's also the head was it was quite a bit of head and it's gone down but it's also just just hugging the glass um, immediately on pour it was giving a tropical fruit and a bit of floral note definitely like mango passion fruit 
Mm. And it comes out. Ooh, that's nice and creamy. It comes out in um, in the taste as well. Sort of finishes a bit sweet, sweet citrus, almost like. I want to say a tangerine? Mm. No, a mandarin. The other small one. Mm. Um, yeah, so it starts kind of kind of mild. You mostly get the texture and the mouthfeel, which again is sort of this creaminess. Um, and it comes off as, um, yeah, sort of tropical fruit. Touch of floralness, uh, but that's mostly often in the nose. And then it's... Um, and then the bittering, the bitterness from the hops starts to kick in, and you get a little more um, sort of deep citrus. I don't want to say a slight resininess, but only slightly. Mm-hmm. It's mostly this pure creaminess. Sort of goes from a sweet seeming start to then drying your mouth out and ending actually tangerine sweet, but again, uh, quite wet. Easy to take, um, wet but bitter. So mm. it's like there's two prongs to the finish, which is the actual mouthfeel is not drying out at all, but it's got this low-key, really sort of bland bitterness, just like, eh, it's kind of bitter. Um, and um, and then this slight tangerine finish that sort of sits on top of everything, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. So, so you kind of tune in and in and out between them. Um, it's really refreshing. Though I, I think so far, I think the highlight is definitely that texture, that thickness, which is, I guess, 6.9%. It's much easier to get than I think the last few times I've had an IPA have been much closer to session strength. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, mostly the same sort of taste notes all throughout. A bit of interplay at the end. Solid beer. Good. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, we've all hit winners to start off with for the yeah. for the episode, which is always good. We can chat away about all of our games whilst enjoying these. Uh, who would like to, to start this week? Oh, Adol, straight in there. Because I literally just oh, finished no. a game. No, don't be Amazing. Sorry. No. And I, I finished the game in one sitting. Oh, wow, okay. How long was it, 30 minutes? Uh, oh, actually, I can check. Hold on. Uh, I realize now I can check um, because of Steam, which, of course, is now updating, making everything way more awkward because I'm like, oh, I'll just click a thing. But I closed it. Um, You're my friend. I can check yeah. what you played. I can cheat. Yeah, I mean, you can cheat. This check what true. you played last. online 17 minutes ago. Oh. He's telling the truth. Wow. Literally finished right before we started. Correct. Games, 6,000 in library. Uh, I guess it was three and a half hours, although I I did... Said that's not true. It's 1,500. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, the <laughs> thing is, I forgot to turn it off um, when I made dinner and had dinner, but it's three-point hours total, so I suspect it's mostly more like three hours. Because mm-hmm. I think cooking and eating and going up the stairs and then being like, oh, huh, I didn't turn that off. It was about an hour, um, so I would say, yeah, around three. Um, and it is, oh, but I only have 15 of the 20 achievements. I don't really care. Uh, the Solitaire Conspiracy, my oh, birthday game for Ben. Nice. Which I just cracked through. Um, yeah. 
which yeah they're not kidding them biffle games that it is a short um <laughs> so when you when you crack through you say that you have just played the single player campaign at the moment yeah I, mm. I, I hit the credits and then got my beer yep cool basically i was like oh i'm apparently level 14 i know it's supposed to go to level 15 i'll just i'll just play a couple more rounds. <laughs> um i liked it but it's easy mm-hmm. like it's hard to tell <laughs> it's hard to tell how hard it is because there's no like so so i mean we talked a little bit about it last week right but essentially you've got like eight stacks of cards mm-hmm. and a column in the middle with four spots for your aces and you're playing solitaire in the sense that things can go on cards that have a higher value of them and you're trying to shuffle them around such that you can build from ace to king in the middle on the four suits if you have four suits in play because sometimes you have two or three it just maxes out at four um and um it has like a turn counter so yes you did this in x turns and and obviously like a couple there's a couple rounds where i'm like oh i really messed that up i'm gonna have to like really move stacks around and i know that caused a lot of extra turns mm-hmm. but um other than that i'm like okay so i'm clearing most like boards if you want to call them that in like under 50 moves um and it's been pretty fluid like a couple times i'm like oh i kind of have to move this one here but other than that it, i mean and I, it wasn't like i was really staring strategically being like i need to unlock this one it was mostly just like okay, I want to concentrate on getting that too. So I'll just do that pile and I move things around and then I'll go look for that three. And occasionally I have to track two or three cards in that like, I don't, I don't, basically it's like, I don't want to, st- if, if, if I, the next thing I'm, I'm going to need to do for the next sort of several cards to pile in the middle is get this four, but I'm concentrating on this three, then I'm not going to move cards off of that three that yes. will stack the four. But yeah. other than that, I'm not like planning that much. And, um, so some of the longer ones, like with four suits, were around 100 moves. Mm-hmm. And some of the, but like between, it was like 50, 100. Um, and at no point did I really feel like, um, like I didn't feel like I was optimizing, but I also didn't feel like I was that far off. Mm-hmm. Just because as you unlock, like the whole, the whole thing is um, the, each board will have different suits, which once you get the ace online, then when you play the jack, queen, or king, they'll have powers. Um, and actually, some of the later ones just made the game easy. Yes, yeah. Uh, there's, like there's the last a couple, two. There's a couple they throw in which make it a little bit harder, and then suddenly they throw another one, and it's just like, oh, no, just just stack them in a very lovely way. Like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, like, the second to last one, I think, is the one where, like, these guys are really evil because they'll take the next... Like, if you play one of their face cards onto a stack, whatever top card it is, they'll move the low, the, the next one you want to unlock into that stack beneath them. Mm-hmm. Right at the and bottom. And then they'll drop to the bottom. Mm. Um, but that's not a... That's an exceedingly useful thing. That's not a bad thing. You just drill down on one spot, and then you use these guys to pull all your yep. really hard-to-get things away. I'm like, this is... It was only when I accidentally played, like, one of... like 
the king and then another card and then the queen on top. No, the queen and then the king. And then I like messed up the ordering. So I, I kind of locked the card I was trying to get away under one card. Mm. But it was a high value. Except for that, it was just immediately obvious that like this, this get, if it's saying get the hard to reach thing away, then I just need to make sure that I get it into a position that's more useful. And that turned out to be really easy on the boards. Yeah. And so, and then the last one you unlock is literally, hey, take the biggest stack and order it from lowest to highest. So it's the easiest to just like churn out because nothing's locked below. Mm. And I get that why that's like, you can't have that too early because it's too easy. But also it's just a really weird thing for difficulty scaling because then it felt like the last three levels were a cakewalk. And they weren't. They had like four... Um, teams but one of them was that so it was a couple like the last few levels i think also because i was rushing were a little more chaotic because i was relying more on like there's one uh, like suit that like shuffles everything in a stack and usually what i would do is play that on a low numbered stack so i wouldn't get too screwed but i might float the card i'm looking for on the bottom mm -hmm. and like the last round i played i just shuffled the, the big stack three times into in, basically it's like oh, i'm kind of stuck i'll just hope um and then i'll blow it up and, like it was much more, that felt much more like i'm not really thinking so much as doing but the rest yeah. of the game was was very like okay and then i do this and then i win and like i just took the highest so you get a choice of three different missions to go on i just kept picking them with the highest xp yep. and i was like cool i did the I'm same done. And it, but like I didn't understand why you wouldn't because it didn't seem like these it, were exceptionally difficult. No, so like I I did realize that um, on a couple of missions, and I think they're ones that I obviously exceeded whatever um, um, like play counter they had associated with it. But I actually got some minus experience on a few of the um, on a few of the oh, games, really? and, I, I, and it, and it may be that you know if I'd had I picked this five hundred experience. Um, board to play on and i got minus 150 but actually i could have picked the 400 which only had three suits done that in a much easier time and got a bonus on it so i may have got more experience from a lower a lower experienced board just through managing it better perhaps but i haven't been back in to test that sort of theory very much yes for me it was um i it really felt like um like, so I did notice a couple times, I really didn't pay attention that much to bonuses, whatever. I never really saw a detracting one, but I did see like, oh, you did this under, under 50 or under 45 or whatever. Extra 25 XP. But when the difference is 150 between the, like my choices, then it's like, okay, well, even if I didn't get the 25 XP, like even if I did the easier one quicker, I'm still making fewer XP per match or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... So I don't know. I, it just felt like there wasn't a lot of incentive to really pay attention to that. Like, they clearly put effort into this, like, hey, take different paths, try different things. But it, even, like, as I unlocked new um, suits, if you will, new crews, right? I, it felt very samey anyway. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of was just like, well, I guess I'll just, like I said, just pick the one with the highest XP, which kind of makes that means I rushed the game, but not mm. because I was like, ah, I want to finish it, but just because it didn't see a reason not to. I, I think maybe um, maybe for some other people who may play it, uh, having that variety and knowing the 
the different crews that you're going into each of the um, boards with because normally in the variety that you've got one that will have three crews one which will have four crews and then maybe another which is either three or four but they're different to the other two so you can kind of pick your path in that sort of way if you have some that you prefer to play with you know i really like the crew that um they're sort of narratively the like the wheel people so they um Mm. you know they're always kind of in the narrative they're always waiting either in a plane or in a car or doing something to kind of get them into a mission get them out of there and their power is to pull out the next card that's needed um on the um on the crew that you place them on and i really liked that because it allowed me to pull out sort of deep twos or threes when i didn't have anything kind of else available so i gravitate a little bit towards some of those and going into the skirmish mode which is one of the mm. unlockable modes um which is just you know it's just the a standard board you get to pick one of the eight or you get to pick up to four of the eight crews to take into a board with you and it's just playing you know with no no time limit and stuff and i i found then at that point i'm like right i know i like this one i know i like this one i know i like this one i'll play with my favorites and see how that is and then i went back in and went okay well i'll play with the ones i aren't as good with or don't quite um that maybe don't give me as much of a benefit as i think they do uh and and, uh, play was different slightly but you're you know, you're doing the same thing. It's solitaire. You're, you're playing the same game every single every single time. So yeah, I mean, what I will say is I like the suits. I thought there was enough variety mm. in the games I played that I didn't feel like I was like uh, okay, I'm doing this again. Uh, I also think that maybe I was just like, like it wasn't like I was like ah oh, I should just crank through this game. I was just like cool next, cool next mm. to the point where. I realized I was like above level ten of fifteen, and I still didn't really know what the suits were. <laughs> I was just like, oh, "What does this one to do?" And then it was really frustrating because you could see it glowing, but you couldn't. If you if it was on the top of the stack, you could just hover over it and be like, "I'm going to do this." But if it was in the stack, you're like, it wouldn't. And it wasn't until, like I said, late in my playthrough that I realized that the icons at the top also told you <laughs> yeah. what it was. Because yeah. a couple times I'm like, I'm pretty sure it does this. Spend the time to move cards away to use it. I'm like, oh, this one doesn't do that thing. And like, uh, I think also um, the one that says bring the same value, that took me a few burnt attempts mm. to figure out what was going on. Because I at first I thought, because everything else is like suit related, I thought it, it meant I'll just stack all of your like triangles together not i will pull all the fours on all of the piles up yes because that was the first one that dealt with piles that weren't necessarily this mm-hmm. like most suits were like i'll do something with this stack or i'll blow this stack up and spread it over over everywhere else but it's still just these cards yep and that one was hey you put it on a four and then all the fours on all the stacks come to the top and that took a while to figure out because i and i was trying to like game it and i didn't get it but i mean that's i think what i mean by it's too easy was in a couple games i was like i don't know what this is doing and i played with it and i'm like i still don't know what it's doing and then i still kind of finished reasonably quickly um and so yeah um, there isn't there definitely isn't a difficulty barrier to this to this game I think that comes with the um, oh no, I've forgotten what the mode's called, but the timed mode 
for yeah. it, which I played several times now, and it's it's so tense because you're you're, you're going. It's a completely different experience going yeah. from this very um, sort of not not it's not even a passive mode, but you're there's no urgency to the sort of the normal play of this. Where suddenly, when you've got a timer associated with it, even though wave one and it, and it builds up in waves, so you basically go in and there's just one crew that you have to deal with and 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 right. stack from ace up through to the king. Wave two will be two, and wave three right. will be three, and so yeah, okay, I'm I'm leaning in very easily, and it, it randomizes those those uh, crews as well that you you go in with. Um, so you don't know what you're you're going to. So you need to know what they're doing. So you're not fanning around for ten seconds at the beginning, like, oh no, what does this crew do? Yep, okay, so what does this crew do? Sure, what does this crew do? Well, I've just burnt like 20, 30 seconds of my time understanding what they are and scanning through, going, right, I've got an ace here, I've got an ace here, I've got a two here. Rather than just being like, right, bam, 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 bam. Um, it's definitely a different headspace to be in to play that timed mode yeah i'm, I'm but super it's looking really forward fun to it. it is fun yeah it, it's it's nice to have a uh, a more tense mode to be able to play and i think the longevity in the game is that mode that is absolutely why people will go back to it you know there's a leaderboard it shows you scores of other players um oh good it, yeah it's, it's it's definitely got that um you know that score chasing element to it um and i think maybe on the four or five times i've tried it i've only got to wave seven i think so far okay um so not very high at all (laughs) but i'll definitely be going back to it sort of periodically and and trying sort of two or three runs it's got that same appeal that something like cycle 28 had where you go in and you do those two or three or four runs you hit that sort of sweet spot and you're like right i'm fine i'll move on to another game now I'll, I'll, i'll come back to this in a few days time or next week or something I mean, so yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the rest. Uh, I actually am surprised that um, the so I I mean the the cutscenes I watched, but very quickly I stopped reading the blurbs on the missions, mm-hmm. which yep is some solid writing to give some like, you know, it, like you said, each of the suits sort of has their own persona, if you will, or some descriptors, and so all these missions are like, it's these guys, so this guy's doing that, and these, this team's doing that, and this is what you gotta do. But maybe I would have cared more if the voiceover kept going, but mostly it was just like, hmm. Um, I, th- I, I, I thought it would be, so I heard it, that there was like silly descriptions, and I thought, that's my bag, right? Um, but I, for some reason, it just became like, this is just like, let me just play the game. Yeah, like I'm just hit, gonna hit next, and I, I don't. Maybe it's just my headspace today, but I, 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 I was kind of shocked because uh, I like Bethel Games for the writing, and like this is normally the thing I'd be like, I'm gonna waste time and like read the thing, even if it doesn't matter. But for whatever reason, it just didn't quite grip me this today, mm-hmm. <laughs> the one day I played it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was surprising, but also, I mean, there was enough plot in the cutscenes. Um, I thought for sure it was going to give you a choice at the end, and then it just yes. Didn't. So did I. So did I. I was like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to do. Am I going to do X or Y? And they're like, Nah, I just said. Uh, <laughs> which is good actually, but uh, it was it was surprising in the cutscene because it felt so much like the game doing the game thing, which yep. is like, ah, what, ah. 
which I'll you know not spo- no spoilers, but like it, I was just shocked. Um, yeah. Did did yeah, Lucy? Sorry. Do you remember? Did um, did Subsurface Circular give you a choice at the end? I feel like it did. I think it did. Yeah, that whole game seemed like choices. Yes, and I, I know the Quarantine Circular definitely gave you a choice mm. at the end. Maybe we've that's why. Maybe we've just been dragged into a false sense of security with Biffle Games. We're like, there'll be a choice. No, gone. Agency I mean, I removed. also like it a lot. Like, it's just it's nice and short. It doesn't overstay mm. its welcome. Um, and like you said, like there's clear some longevity there. And like, I mean, even though I played it, you know, in one session, and so didn't really learn quite what all the things suits did. I mean, I knew most of them by the end. Uh, and I, I could see how when you're doing time trials, etc., you'd be like, oh, it's these suits, cool. I need to remember and like mm. much more pre-planning. I'm just, I guess I was just, dis- mostly I liked it. I liked the skeleton, but I was disappointed mm-hmm. how easy for a short game it is because you could easily just, someone could easily spend the 10 quid or whatever it was. How much was it? Um, I, I think it, I think it's ten. It? I think it's ten. Yeah. I think it's ten pounds now, but it was like seven ninety nine yeah. in its launch period. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like spending ten quid and then bashing through and then being like, ah, okay, I'm done, and then not trying those modes where the higher difficulty is and not getting the full because the plot plot's over. I hit credits, right? Like if I'm yeah. not really paying attention, like you get a blurb at the end that says, "Hey, you can keep going," and then it, it, after yes. the credits, it even shows you level 15 and here's three levels you could just play for fun mm-hmm. um but like that's a bar that most people probably won't just uh, like go further unless they've heard yeah and like i from what i understand some of the other modes um unlock at early levels and i just mm-hmm. i didn't know that maybe just because i was clicking through to keep playing the next light game but it wasn't clear that i could pause the plot and go try something else at yes. level eight well, I, and I, I experienced it in a very different way. So I played two or three games in sort of a sitting instead mm. and, and maybe, uh, you know, only went up two or three levels per sort of game session. So every time I was going into it, I was going back to that main menu before switching into the into the thing. So I did see the modes unlock, uh, but, right. uh, you know, but I still chipped away at that campaign, really, yeah. rather than trying yeah, out those modes a- first. There's a campaign plus coming um, this Thursday. Oh, nice. Yesterday for listeners, um, there'll be an update. So, new game plus, I imagine. Mm. Which might answer some of your um, difficulty questions. Perfect. And there's a new Reigns coming out, set in space. What? Huh. Oh. Oh. Wow, okay. Well, that changes some things. (laughs) Space Reigns, sure. Why not? Yeah, I need new. I need new phone game. Well, it's like Apple Arcade, though. <sighs> ah, okay. So it says in the new mood, there's this fixed deal permission, no shuffle restarts. I didn't know you could do that, so that's fine. <gasps> uh, and a par shock. turn count set by the team. You have to meet or beat par. Okay, so that so that's mm. kind of what I thought the game was gonna be. Yeah. When I saw the move counter, it was like cool. So because, like it the. It's easier than regular solitaire. When I play regular solitaire, I often lose, right? Because yes. there's there's some deals that are impossible. But like a lot of this is okay. 
patiently spend 20 moves restacking things because you fucked something up or whatever and you'll get you could get there that's kind of why i didn't i felt weird about it because it was like i thought there'd be a lot more ah fuck restart hmm. right i thought it because that's i <laughs> yep. mean i've played a bit of yeah. different solitaire games and sometimes you sometimes you it's completely, completely impossible to win but sometimes you're just like oh because I did this, I've now locked that card away in a bad way, or I've done something where now, because of the interaction of what I need here and here, and I didn't choose to free this one up, I've now just locked two cards which depend on each other away, I need to restart. Like, that's sort of how I think of Solitaire. Mm -hmm. And this game just, I never hit a single moment that felt like it was impossible. It just felt like it would take me a few extra turns if I, like, used the wrong power card. And I, I think it also takes away the idea of chance, doesn't it? That all the cards are visible straight off the yeah. bat. That you don't have anything hidden at all. You know, not if in each of the stacks the bottom two cards were hidden or something, it would be a very different game. Um, oh, yeah. So, mm. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so... I don't, I don't want to go off topic so carry on a deal <laughs> oh i mean i was gonna try and wrap it up because i recognize that no, we've just fine. been oh go lucy go I, I, yeah no i i just don't want to alarm you but there's a really cool looking shark in this new reigns game yeah a shark i've posted the picture wait it's, what it's, can you be the um, shark it, it's no he's one of the cards but he's got an amazing face on the new I'll reigns game did in, you say yeah, I, pay, I posted a I posted a picture in the call. So, oh, see, I if can't. Can I, I can't because it'll. It, it, I have, would have to <laughs> take the call off okay, of full screen for the OBS. I've looked at I've looked at my phone. Oh yeah, phone. Good call. That's a very good shock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. Uh yeah. Anyway, that's, that's all. I enjoy that he's called Lord Shark. <laughs> I mean, the loan shark. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, that was extremely important. Um, I mean, that's fair. Oh, he's very good. This is a of, very good shark. <laughs> the kind of tangents we live for, uh, aren't we? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Isn't he a very good shark, viewers? Um, he could be mistaken yeah. for an iron. Yes. <laughs> This is true. I want an iron with that painted on the bottom. Oh, that'd be amazing. I mean, painted that's my new, might, that's might my be... new start-up business. <laughs> Painting irons. Painted with acrylic paint. Deal. There we go. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so just to, to wrap things up, um, I'm I'm looking forward to doing the more intense modes uh, mm. and the fact that there's a new game plus type extended plot is great because. Um, I clearly liked it, right? Because I just yeah. was like, a few hours ago, I was like, ah, I'll just see what it's like. I should probably, like, have a game to talk about. But also, I was excited about it, and I just kind of lost track of the week um, since you gave it to me. And, and then it was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, this is fun. But then it was like, oh, this is just happening and finishing. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I'll, I might report back next week. Um to see what my thoughts are on the um, on the update skirmishing and time mm. mode, etc., and also perhaps the new plot that Lucy has made us aware Ooh. of. But that's that was my time. Good thus far. Nice. Um, maybe I'll just jump in then with mm. uh, with what I've been playing. 
because I'm not going to talk about it a huge amount. It's something I might return to at some point, but um, I haven't got a huge amount to say about it, really. I thought I'd have more, uh, but I've been playing um, Star Wars Squadrons. Ah, yes. And um, I've played a lot of the single-player campaign, and I've mm-hmm. delved into the multiplayer aspect of it. And this is the Star Wars game where you're in the cockpit of a starfighter, either for the the New Republic or the Empire, because this comes after um, Return of the Jedi. So it's right. after the it's Battle of Endor. trilogies. Yes. And um, it's got its own sort of dedicated story, which I liked. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Star Wars. Um so uh, there was always a good chance that I was going to enjoy a new story set within that universe. And I like that it doesn't try and tie in with too much. You know, you're not having token character one turn up. Um, that, that kind of... It does it does come in a little bit. You know, it starts off with Vader. Um, because it's it's set before Endor and then it's set... And then it kicks back in after. And so the prequel is before type of thing. Anyway. So... It, it, it very much tells its own story. It does so you know, quite well. Um, and it tells both sides of a conflict. So you play as both the Empire and the New Republic through this uh, through this single-player campaign. That obviously mm-hmm. um, flows into the multiplayer as well. And it is only those two sort of factions within this game. You know, something like Battlefront 2 where it kept adding things, it kept adding new characters and all of this sort of stuff. Squadrons is very much... New Republic versus Empire, set in this time period, and not really doing much else. You know, there's there's four ships that you can fly for each side. Um, mm. Each of them do little have a you know they've got a little difference to them. So uh, an X-wing is you know bog standard as is the Tie Fighter. You've then got the Y-wing and the Tie Bomber which are a little more sort of artillery-based heavy hitters. You've then got an A-wing and a TIE Interceptor, which are a little bit quicker. A fast, zippy um, ones. Yeah, and then you've got support classes, which I think was a U-wing for the mm. um, New Republic, and I don't remember what the ship is called for the Empire, but that's the one I like the least. I, think I don't, don't really want to play as support and throw shields on things and that sort of bollocks. I want to shoot shit. Um, yeah, and it's and, and and the shooting shit is good. It's competent. I enjoy it. It's pretty I... solid in what it's trying to do. And there's a lot of different systems uh, that you can kind of get into to um, to master the game and be a little bit better than everyone else. You know, there's the idea that you can change between the power of your ship going to either your engines or your weapons or your shields if your ship has them. Um, you can change whether you want your shields to sit on the front or on the back for um, like the TIE Fighter, which doesn't have any shields. You can put more energy into your uh, engines or into your blasters. And in multiplayer, I think that plays in a lot more than it does in the in the single player thing. Like in the single player campaign, I wasn't really changing much between any right. of these. You know, I was I was staying very balanced, just general shields around me, and just kind of playing that experience. I died a few times, but not anything kind of detrimental that I was banging my head against a an element I had to either drop the difficulty uh, or look at some way of kind of d- doing it differently. 
the multiplayer is a different experience in that, in that you do have to be a little bit more switched on to what is happening. And it's like, oh, here's a TIE fighter. I can just follow track in front of it. The TIE fighter's here. Right. I'll aim here, and I'll shoot there, and the TIE fighter flies into my fire, into my lasers. Um, with multiplayer, it's a lot more frantic. People are all over the place. You know, People are, fl- are, are doing kind of crazy flying. And I think the control scheme allows for that. So it allows very much with the analog sticks a lots of turns, lots of speed acceleration, boosts, and these sorts of things to keep everything quite frantic um, and fun, really. Like, I wasn't very good at the multiplayer. People have obviously been playing it for the last couple of weeks uh, since its its launch, and they're, they're pretty good. Um the one thing I will say is that multiplayer took me a long time to get into a match. Mm. I don't know whether it's low player counts or it just didn't like me. But um, I think I'm level four at the moment in the multiplayer. Mm. Uh, and the the cool mode, which is like a fleet battle where you've got objectives. So you have to destroy the two imperial imperial raiders that are kind of on the way to the death star until you've done those you can't then assault the death star type of thing so there's different stages in this mode that doesn't unlock with other players until level five um it is unlocked against the ai so i've i've given the game mode a go and i really Mm. enjoy it but i want to play with other people so i'm playing either a dogfight that's just five on five um you know team deathmatch or playing against AI, which isn't as fun. You know, you just spend 15 minutes kind of playing a game mode. I'd much rather enjoy the frantic and chaotic nature of having other people playing with. Um, so it's just been sort of like dogfights for me, really. Being like, so right, I'm basically just, I, picking the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, and, and I don't know whether... Uh, I think that might be one of the reasons why it took me more of a... Um, more time to to find a match at least for the dogfighting modes because people are playing this other cool mode you know why Mm. would you want to do the dogfighting thing when you've got this cool objective based fleet battle to be able to kind of get into yeah I mean that that reminds me of the space battles in Battlefront OG Battlefront 2 right yeah which is one of the things I'm like I've been low key paying attention to it for because it seems like it could be the distillation of that maybe maybe it's definitely got some of that dna to it you'll definitely get something from it if you're looking for that but i don't think it's as flashed out as that really um there was a few kind of dogfighting modes to the newer battlefront games as well and i kind of always gravitated towards those there was those were the things in those back to the two new battlefront games that i really enjoyed this is a very much different experience from those you know they were third person ship based um this gets much more into a systems level thing with with being able to change your um your shields or the power and where it goes in your ship and stuff like that uh but for me it's more star wars i love star wars yeah I wanted something new. This this does hit that, absolutely. It feels like Star Wars. It does some very nice graphics in there, in between the missions, the way it kind of cuts and takes in a still image of kind of what was happening and fades out. And I was like, oh, that looks really good. Um, mm. and, and, and 
it would be nice if this is going to be supported for a little while. I don't know whether there's more. They, they said it isn't going to be. Really? Mm-hmm. What did they say? <laughs> I just shut was... all <laughs> Did they really? Done, then. Yeah. Done. I'll turn it off now. I, I wouldn't say this just to be mean to me. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you, though? Yes, I, I absolutely would, but... Yeah. Um, no, they, they said... Hold on. Oh dear. Well, that's not good. Vamp. Like I could, I could see, I could see them bringing in, you know, maybe like like they did with Battlefront. Like Battlefront got loads of support. Um, yeah, I, don't, I said no with this one. I mean, it's. I think it's because it's like a cheaper. It is. It's a lower tier kind of game. It's a smaller experience. Um, it doesn't have the versatility that something like Battlefront does with all the different multiplayer game modes that that game had. Uh, Verso, who is the character from Battlefront 2, is actually name-checked in this game as well. And it was a nice touch, I thought, at least. You know, not bringing characters in, but at least kind of saying, you know, hey, this is a notable person who we know about, um, was, a, was a nice touch. But um, I would, it would be nice yeah. to have, like, another game mode. This mm. is from Game Informer. Um, I think I read it on, like, Gone or something mm. like that. Um, quote was we don't want to say it's almost done and then dribble out more of it over time which to be honest is how most games work these days like, like so we've tried Battlefront 2 yeah. yeah so we've tried to treat it in a kind of old school approach saying you've paid the $40 this is the game and it's entirely mm. self contained we're not planning to add more content wow. this is the game as we hope you understand the value proposition. Oh, okay. I mean, as a value proposition, fine. Yeah, I've, I've got mm. what I've paid for. Absolutely. But I'd still like some more. Uh, yeah. You know, a- adapting the kind of like the fleet battle to something slightly different and, you know, even like a land-based, um, like base assault or something like that, where you know that you've got to take out some like turrets or, or take out like shield generators and things like that. Okay, that's leaning a little bit more into that like rogue squadron sort of headspace, uh, but something else, just something, would be yeah, would be it's, good. It's, it's a bit rubbish because a you expect that with a multiplayer game, and b it's kind of an indictment on where the whole industry is going. It's like yeah, yeah. Forty dollars doesn't mean you're going to get anything else other than the base at this point. Also, I was, I mean, which. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think not every game needs it's, it's to be a service. Ch- yeah, it doesn't. I mean, no, not a I service. Also agree, yeah. but I think it's actually good that a game from EA charged forty dollars instead of sixty dollars for something that is not going to get supported and is got a <laughs> truncated campaign because they, you know, EA they would have happily charged sixty dollars for that yeah. and hear the complaints, but yeah. I mean, I think mostly it's like, a, I, do I think other all games have to be um, service, uh, games as a service yeah. and have extra things afterwards? No, and that's like, we could get sidetracked into how that just elongates crunch. It's just really weird mm. for a game like this where it's like the reason why we have this like games as service thing is this type of game. It's like it's a small campaign but really it's about the multiplayer type game this is what those those were so popular that 
everyone's chasing the micro microtransaction and, and like new material but bandwagon because of this type of game. And it's just very strange to me that this is the game where EA is like, yeah, but not now. Mm. Um, it's it's just odd. It's, like, it's simply I mean, my opinion is it's odd because like new maps, etc., are like the easiest thing to do, right? Like you think Team Fortress 2, etc., without the hats, <laughs> right? without the cosmetics and stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, you just... you. Oh, there are moves. there are hats. There are hats in squadrons. No, no. But like, yeah, I guess I'm just I'm just surprised that they would bother making this type of game, but then be like, no, but we're not doing this thing that everyone assumes. <sighs> does it? But does I it agree. say more about EA's stance on Star Wars, perhaps, uh, and and owning the rights to making those games? You know, is it is it yeah. something they're like, no? We need. We just need to churn out another churn out another game. You've you've started this game already. We know stuff isn't going perfectly. Battlefront wasn't a bit, uh, wasn't a hit. Yes, we've now done this other single player game. Let's just get this extra. You know, we've 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 hit our kind of big multiplayer battle experience. We've hit our single player Jedi uh, game. Let's yeah. get out like a Tie Fight X Wing versus Tie Fight a style game, and then yep. we're kind of done. The license might not come back to us. We've hit our time limit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's why, because I know I can't. I haven't looked at this in a while, but I know soonish is when they're running out of that contract has to be renewed. But yeah, I mean, I I think it's fine if the if the game is good, like and like also people still play older games that yeah. have not had new maps for ages. Um, it's. Yeah, and and like I think what Lucy said is really important. Is like, hey, they they didn't charge full price, mm-hmm. and they're not selling you a the full full priced package. And those yeah. two things together are fine. They're just odd, like I said, because of the type of game they've decided to make this choice. Like if they did that with like a shorter campaign with the Fallen Order game. That would make sense to me. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're just doing a shorter thing, and then they might have done a sequel for another for, for another forty or whatever. Like that would be like the EA playbook that I was expecting. Instead, it was the opposite. But hey, eh. I, I mean, I'm still like eyeing it. But if you if it seems like you're gonna run out of your time with it in the next couple of weeks, then I'll probably never touch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's maybe one that EA access on. That sounds like an EA Access game, but I imagine mm. by then all the servers will be dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like... It's... To, be, to be fair, they get revived once, you know, something becomes more available, so mm-hmm. I imagine, like, yes. for two days after the EA Access launch. Uh, well, sorry, EA Play. EA Play, yes. yes. E- E-Play. E-Play. Um, they E-play did it love. recently with um, <laughs> Disintegration, which only came out. Uh, a couple of months ago in August or July at some time that was that um, first person shooter but you had a and you're on like a hover bike as a first person shooter and then you've got a squad with you as well and you can do some tactics stuff to send them in against people yeah exactly you're shaking your heads we've spoken about it before Um, it's published by (laughs) Private Division Uh, who made it I can't remember Uh, but um, oh, super short, from, like, kind of like hype Halo window people. on it. Yes, no, uh, the ex no, Destiny people, yes. which are ex Halo people. Same right? thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. You say potato. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I never played it or even seen it. No, gameplay. no. So there was a single player, again... Like, I thought it wasn't out yet. Yeah, no, it was out. A similar thing, I think, with Squadrons. There's a single player campaign, and then there's a few multiplayer modes as well. And they turned the servers off because they the, the multiplayer mode just wasn't uh, wasn't played and they felt mm. that they hadn't supported it well enough hadn't developed it well enough to to keep it going or even to do you know um, something drastic and change some things up pretty quickly to try and keep it going um, I, I don't know whether it's a and I can't imagine that it is a casualty of kind of people's admonition about games as a service like something like anthem or avengers and and things kind of is seeming like it is being but yeah it just i I just don't think it was solid enough to um Mm. to stand the test of time really so we'll see if squadrons goes the same sort of way um because that amazon game got shut down as well didn't it or is getting shut down. Which one? I don't know what the name of that is. The Amazon one. The one. Everything's a multiplayer game now, so I I just refer to it as the Amazon one. The one that was made by the ex uh, Halo devs. The the one with the girl with stretchy arms. All the um. That's that Avengers, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's the one by the Crystal Dynamics one. Yeah. Yeah. The other EA one. <laughs> yeah. You know that. Yeah, we've got to the point where it's like everything is the same and homogenized. I mean, we we live in a postmodern society, mate. Th- Everything's already been done. There's nothing new to I discover. I mean, it's just like it's going to be hard for them to stand out. So I see a lot more of this happening. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I wonder whether Star Wars has that credence to it to keep people with it but the game's got to be strong enough to then keep people with it um but that, but it doesn't sound like that was their plan that was yes. their business yeah model, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah they'll probably be like we hope nobody's playing just so we can switch off the ship and save some money. <laughs> this yeah. is costing us a thousand dollars a month turn them <laughs> off turn it off or just get that other whale to buy some more feet. Yeah, no, that's true. That yeah, just 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 yeah. churn it from the just foot teams whale. or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no idea how much one it costs to run servers. So don't quote me on a thousand pounds. Um, let's open some more beers. I'm ready. Okay. So, as discussed, I'm going to open up this stout. This is Armus Stout, a coffee tonker double stout from Weird Beard. Can you see the excellent? melty purple can. face on the can uh, what do they say about this beer not very much the same as the last beer not very much beer <laughs> brewed and packaged at weird beard yep sure London contains uh, water malted barley oats wheat hops coffee honey molasses tonka and yeast so a little bit of the um extra uh, ingredients that have gone into that doesn't tell me what the hops are what the malts are uh, but it is 8.5 percent excellent can i picked it up because it looks brilliant uh, mm-hmm. so i'm going to open this one up uh, what did i say uh 440 mil as well unlike the dare which is like the biggest beer most people will experience at 500 these days apart from if you go for an arbor um yeah Yes. I was looking at their website. I was like, maybe I should just order some Arbor because it's like, what's well, that like really cheap? 
Like even having to pay for postage. Even with postage, yeah, definitely. I think Arbor yeah, is like, like the best value. I could buy two day of beers, or I could just get like seventeen Arbors. <laughs> I think I'll go for the Arbor thing. Um, nice. Well, what are you drinking? I, what are you drinking now, Lucy? I'm drinking currently. I'm going down the uh, kind of stouty road. However, this is an Ethiopian cold brew IPA. Ooh, oh, okay. From Overtone. Another Overtone. They're back. Um, 6%. 440ml can. Here we go. Here's some flavour text. Oh. Our second coffee IPA uses bean sourced and roasted by our friends at Deer Green. Ethiopian washed beans. Mm. Uh, cold brewed, giving notes of peach, honey, and clementine. Interesting. Mm. The coffee is brought together with a soft, smooth pale ale, hopped generously with citra, cashmere, calypso, and simcoe, nice. creating a delicious partnership. So, yeah, that's a lot of hops in there. Malts are extra pale, maris, otter, dextrin, yeast, slash adjuncts are. California Ale, Ethiopian, Ethiopian Cold Brew Coffee. Lovely. Mm, Alright, I'm just going to grab a glass. I'm very interested to drink this. Ah, uh, the benefit of Ben being in the kitchen. Or just off the kitchen. Yes. Yes. The benefit, you say? Oh, uh, the benefit. <laughs> of Ben being in the kitchen. That's what you missed. Yes. I can just whip to the cupboard and grab another glass. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, Adol. Yes. Your, your second beer. Uh, I'm having the massive India Pale Ale from Great South Bay Brewery. It's <laughs> 330 uh, no. mils. That's not massive. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. It's it's American, though, so they don't know any better. It's yeah. a 7% um, IPA. It's. Uh, Oh, no, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Bayshore, New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this award winner is one of the first beers we ever produced and is a favorite of ours here at GSB. Um, hops are added at a, every stage of the brew to give this beer its floral aroma and citrusy hop flavor. With just around right amount of bitterness and a crisp malt finish, it'll soon become one of your favorite IPAs. We'll put Ooh. that claim. Will it? Cast. Yeah, will it? Um, so I, I, I had to pick between which IPA to have first from breweries I'm not familiar with, the 6.9% or the 7%. Mm. And I went with the bigger one. That's fair. Like, by volume. Sometimes. We make these choices. We don't know why. But they're the yeah. right ones. They're always the right ones. We never screw up. <laughs> we plan <laughs> everything. Never. Absolutely. Um, so, this uh, this Armus, I assume it's Armus um, Stout, uh, j- just flowed as soon as I cracked the can. Nice big coffee sort of nose, but again, a nice sweetness to it. I know it said it also had, was it honey? And uh, as a honey. The kids. Mm-hmm. And molasses, Rick Molasses. From Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> hey, that, that, oof. 
Did you see he got like punched in the face? Yes, I did see Pun- that. Yeah, just like in the street. Yeah. yeah. Like what an ass. People are fucking who, who weird, man. Yeah. People are fucking dickheads. So random. Yeah. Oh, no. Thank God he's alright. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Fucking hell. Mm. Alright. There's a lot going on in this. There's, there's so much going on. Um, it, I really it, like the it, colour. It poured... <laughs> it poured very, very thin. Um, it's got a little brown head to it. That's that's dissipated really, really quickly. Barely, yeah. Doesn't lace much at all. Runs down mm. the glass. Feels thin, but actually in the mouthfeel, it's got mm. this slightly oily quality to it. So um, it's a little viscous. It sticks and coats the tongue a little bit. The nose, as I said, has a has a nice, very light coffee on there, but a slight sweetness as well. But when you drink it, that coffee comes through. There's this depth to it, which feels very, very chocolatey. Mm. And it kind of flows really well then into what I, I assume is is coming from the molasses more than anything, but this really deep licorice in there, um, with a with a sweetness that kind of runs the entire way through. Um, I'm not sure what the tonker is doing. It might be a bit more of the mm, don't know. No, don't know. It's very, it's very, it's very deep. It's very roasted, kind of from the off. But it, that sweetness runs all the way through. But yeah, it just and bleeds into this nice sort of licorice finish, and that lasts. That is the lasting flavour that you get from this. Mm-hmm. Even now, it's it sticks around. Um, that kind of that oily, very slight viscosity. To the taste pushes everything to the back of your mouth quite quickly whilst it coats the tongue it kind of delivers that little bit of sweetness I think there and then everything else hits the back of your mouth and just sits just stays there at the back which I think is maybe why it feels quite deep because I'm getting flavour everywhere so it feels like it's delivering a lot um, and all through this and even even when it pours it looks like it pours viscous and thick, but once it's in the glass and that carbonation kind of bubbles up, it looks like it could just be a Coke more than anything. Mm-hmm. By the way it's sort it of poured it, like it a looks, cola. It, it, it definitely does. But you don't get that at all from the from the flavour of this or the mouthfeel of it. Uh, the carbonation, the, that bubbly start when poured into the glass just isn't isn't present at all when you're drinking it. Maybe a little bit. Now I'm looking for it. Maybe right at the start. Just a little bit of carbonation. But yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Don't get the alcohol either. Mm. Hidden very well. I think that's what the molasses is doing. <laughs> Here, here's, here's a slightly licorice sort of deep earthy sort of flavour. There's no booze. Don't worry about that. It's fine. It's, it's, it's not there at all. Um, so yeah, yeah, this is very good. This is going to be very hard to pick for me this week between these two. Um, so we're going to come to you, Lucy, about the overtone. Yeah. Um, one second. Let me actually sniff at it. 
It's very clear. Yeah, it's got a little bit of cloudiness to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, a little bit of cloudiness, but yeah, it's um definitely more transparent than you'd think. But yeah, it's like really light straw coloured. Um, didn't pour a a massive head. It's it's quite small. Um, has dissipated, but mm. yeah, it's probably only it's probably less than one finger actually when I poured it. Um, Aroma wise, you're getting a mix between like citrus fruit and a. That's probably a bit more stronger, a bit stronger than than like the coffee aroma that you're getting. But you're definitely getting a bit of both. Yeah. Um, which you'd expect, given all that's gone into it. Mm. But yeah, it's yeah, it's got a really pleasing smell. Those two, you know, aromas go together oddly, which is, which is nice. Hmm. Do they both come through in the flavour though? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, at first you're getting, you very much get in that citrus, those light fruits, um, and yeah, then, like quite quickly actually like middle and end taste you're definitely getting the um ethiopian uh coffee in it as well Mm. but it's not too strong it's not strong at all it's quite it's quite understated it's quite subtle you would notice it if if you were just blind tasting it but it would take you a while Mm. um to realize what it is but yes, definitely getting a bit of like roasty earthiness, like at, at the very end. It's real easy. It's got a bit of hoppiness at the start, but after that, it's just like it's almost like drinking water. It's so light. Mm. It's so light, yet yeah, and like so light bodied, yet yeah, all those flavors just just like bang, bang, bang. You can pick them all up individually. That's really good. That's really impressed me. Like, Overtone are just knocking out of the park recently for me, really. But um, nice. Yeah, it's it's nothing is overpowering. Like with the Verdant, you, it was very soupy. Like the um, mm. I'm saying this in a good way, but it's very soupy, very dank, very heavy, very full bodied, mm. and you get in those massive bold fruit flavors. Whereas with this. I mean, just looking at it, it's very thin, it's very light, but you're still getting those those quite big flavours coming through. Like, you wouldn't think, you know, something, like, as I speak more, you're definitely getting, like, a bit of the alcohol and a bit of the coffee at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that, that's just becoming more apparent as the more I drink, but, yeah, you're still getting those delicate citrus flavours, like, Whereas with with the verdant, it was like yes, very strong, punchy, tropical flavors. This is a bit more understated, like you know, softer fruits, um, like a bit of peach, a bit of melon, nothing that's like in your face, but you're still picking up on those things. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. It is probably one of the better cold brews that I've had. Like, I think of like Siren, and I really like some mm. of those cold brews that they've had. Um, like uh, I think it's the Affogato Stout and stuff like that, but 
Yeah, th- this one's really impressed me. I think this is probably one of the best ones I've had. So nice, good. It's really good. Perfect. Oh. Sup away, Lucy, and we'll we'll come over to you, Adol. So, this one's a, a little more. Um, maybe you can't see it because it's the lighting. It's it's less opaque. Mm-hmm. Similar coloring though, uh, and slightly less creamy head. You can see that the the legs are quicker and just generally. The pour was lighter. Um, it's also got um, some tropical fruit, but I would say more passion than mango. Mm-hmm. Um, and a slight. What is that? There's a sweetness. It's not floral. It's like honeyness mm. on top of it. Like just an extra bit of sweetness. Um, So this is 0.1% ABV more, stronger yep. than the last one. It's much thinner, which I kind of guessed by just the, the the way the head interacted. It, mm-hmm. it, t- it tastes and feels um, thinner um, as a liquid. Um, because of that, it's easier to take bigger sips. Yes. It's a little... So there's less fruitiness going on. Um, when the initial taste, which is slightly sweet, um, goes away and the finish kicks in, you're getting a lot more malty and bitter. So the house IPA uh, that I had before, um, it was kind of weird because the bitterness like was sort of like not nearly that strong and it kind of like came with the very equal amount of sweet. Mm-hmm. And this is um, not sweet, but it's like, oh, here's some sort of OT almost um, notes and then uh, yeah, so it's a much more malty and then bittering from the hops. Sort of, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was citrate in here. Mm. Um, maybe mosaic. But what I'm finding interesting is that the bittering is also quite light. It's just, it, it however, is pairs really well with that maltiness it kicks through. Well, the previous beer, like I was saying, was kind of like two prongs that were separate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's overall, I might be mistaken, but I think there's fewer moves on the taste profile, but they are quite well melded thus far. Um, yeah, I think those are all the notes. There's a slight sweetness somewhere. But very slight, not doing a lot, and kind of gets lost between the initial slightly fruity push and then that multi and bitter finish. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, there it's kind of sweet, but kind of disposably so. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna sip this probably slower than um, the last one, even though it's, even thinner, though it's thinner, just because yeah. just because there's less. Like, smaller sips are giving me the same taste interactions and bigger ones are. Mm-hmm. So I can sort of, like, nurse it and try and tease out some of those tasting notes that I'm being a little vaguer than I normally would like to be. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, having said that, I, mean, I might just drain it in three drafts. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I'm missing something, but I can't quite figure it out. 
That's fair. I will say, it may come to you. It's not that big. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the massive IPA by GSB. <laughs> Was it Great South Bay? I think Bay. I, yes. Yeah. Gunshot cool. boon. Did it have a shark on the front of it? It's like a uh, trout. I believe it's a, yeah, it is, oh. it is, it is a fish that is actively being caught a bass. My, my, my phone is off my phone my camera's off autofocus so it won't fix but you can kind of see the blurry there's a thing in its mouth and then fish that, the boat like, like a there's a cop. fishing line that goes all the way around fish, back to the boat. Yeah. yeah it's a fish <laughs> it's fish it's one of them <laughs> shark fish one of them fishes. fish shark yeah fair so there Rob is let's get back to games uh, Lucy We'll come to you. You were playing a game just before we were recording as well. I was. Are you talking about that one this delightful. week? Delightful. Yeah. Okay. I'll start off with that. Yeah. It's delightful. Yeah, and it only costs me. What was it like? I think it's like one pound seventy nine. So Ooh. it's an absolute steal, and it's called Cats Organized Neatly. Um, I just saw like a rock paper shotgun article. On this, when the all those Steam demos were going on, I, th- I believe they've probably finished about now. Yeah, um, it was it's today, isn't it? The thirteenth. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, who knows if the demo's still up? But um, it's 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 very easy to just watch a a video or just look, even look at a screenshot or a GIF of it. It is basically a puzzle game where you are fitting all these different shaped cats into a a it's usually a square grid um sometimes it you know they 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 play with the shape of the grid but it's fitting those different shaped cats into the grid so they all fit in and you know rotating the pieces it's basically a puzzle puzzle, Mm -hmm. a literal puzzle um it's it's delightful but it's cats It's cats. And the puzzle pieces are different cats. They're different cats and they all meow when you when you click on them. You can turn that <laughs> off, but you'd, you'd have Why to would be you? Satan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you'd have to be the devil <coughs> to actually even consider that. I say, do they do they purr at all if you if you pick them up too many yeah, times? They, they meow. Yeah, and they purr and they... Of course they meow and... What's it called again, sorry? Cats organised neatly. Right. Yeah. I just um, where are you, where are you playing this? Screenshots. Steam, <laughs> Steam. I assume for it to have appeared in Discord, right? Sorry. Sorry. What was that? What? Where were you playing it? Steam. Mm. Steam. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I think there's eight. Eight chapters in total. Um. I think there's. I think it's. Yeah. I think there's eighty levels in total. So like, yeah. 10, 10 levels each. Oh, I've got through about fifty. Um, level forty-eight was an absolute bastard, but um, <laughs> needed help with that one. Um, but yeah, it's 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 this it's just delightful. I'll I'll read because we usually read like Steam reviews. Yeah, yeah, sure. review roundup. But usually <laughs> well, we we read the bad ones because they're funny because <laughs> people are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, some um. There's zero negative reviews on this game. 
who, who, who would do such a Perfect. thing? Perfect. But I just wanted to read a... Because I was looking for a guide. Um, I've actually been, like, taking screenshots of completed levels. Nice. Oh, really? Help. But um, the only guide is how to relax, question mark. And the answer to the question is just play the game. <laughs> Thank you for reading. I hope you enjoy the game. Oh, that is a very nice. that is a very well crafted guide. Yeah. Um, I responded. I said best advice I've had for a while. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, it's essentially like puzzle Tetris, right? Yes. Because it's a grid. Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're trying to get all the cats in the space provided. Is that the idea? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you have a certain number of cats, and they all have to fit in the grid. Okay. All different shapes. And yeah, it's just about, yeah, as you say. I mean... Tetris in your way, and to fit, fitting them all in in the right place. When I had to take uh, an intelligence chest... Chest. Oof. Wow. Madil. Drink more. <laughs> an intelligence <laughs> test, which, I, irony, I re regularly understand. Um, uh, intelligence test for getting into the school I got into for elementary... Um, I definitely had to do basically this, where they like there was like essentially it was like like Tetris style pieces, but you had to figure out how to put them into a specific grid, and it wasn't just a square, obviously, um, for spatial reasoning. Uh, so I mean, I, I get it. I've seen this type of thing, but also very happy that it's cats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the art's great. They've all got, like, you know, just slightly goofy-looking faces. They all have names. They have colors. They name the cats. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Are they ridiculous and names, like Duke Barrington? Oh, my yeah, God. This cat they're absolutely like that. <laughs> this like game is like so it. cheap I can get it for free thanks to all the random um, ah, brilliant. community shit that I've been slowly selling. There you go. I'm gonna buy um, that game. It's it's a very good game. Um, yeah, yeah, I I recommend it. Like if you just want a nice little puzzle game, music's nice and calming. Mm. Played it as I was sipping a cup of tea this afternoon. So, nice, yeah, nice. It was very good. Um, speaking of cup of tea games, oh, oh, I played the latest Annapurna joint, Ooh. which is called I Am Dead. Oh, oh yeah, no. from, I know, I know. Which is from one of the guys who made Wilmot's Warehouse, which is you know I I loved that yep. last year. It was one of my top games last year, and uh, Hollow Ponds. I'm not sure what else they've made, but maybe that's the name of his dev studio. I don't know. It's it, it it's from Annapurna, so you know it's got that seal of quality. Yeah. Um, it's basically a kind of like Where's Wally hidden objects narrative game. Um, oh. You are dead. You play as someone called Morris Lupton, I, I believe. He is dead. Mm -hmm. And he lives on this isle called Shelmiston. It's, it's got, um, I believe the devs are like British, but he's got a lot of British, you know, sensibilities. It's a, fict it's a fictional, you know, island yeah. Town, but it, it's it's very much based in like, yes, this is definitely somewhere that's like off the coast of Britain, but has fish people populating it as well. Um, okay. 
Nice. Which sounds like a cool place, but if only Britain was like that, where <laughs> <fish> people were <laughs> on some island. And they love toast, the fish people. Fish people, uh, dolphin people, some kind of underwater yeah. peoples. There's, there's a yeah. pelican or toucan person. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's nice. got that kind of like weird, not supernatural, but like just just weirdness to it. I mean, mm. these are the people who made like Hohokam as well, so. And that was like an acid trip, so. Mm. It's got some weirdness to it, but it's got that like very soft like um, like cartoonish art style it's got it's very vibrant it's very colourful the menus are like all black and like with like you know coloured writing on it and it's sort of like that Wilmot Warehouse kind of hmm. um, kind of aesthetic to it but yeah you're, you're basically going through the world um, the, the island of Chelmiston it's got a volcano it's about to erupt and um, you and your dead dog Sparky are trying to find a custodian who's going to take over the island, stop the uh, volcano from erupting. And to do that, you have to find someone who's been dead for at least like uh, it was so many days, but I think it worked out to like four years or something like that. So you're going around, and it's like, oh, who could do it? Oh, this former um, resident of the of the island, this guy who used to run the campsite, this this daughter of the Lord who used to live there and stuff like that. So you're going through these different parts of the island. Um, the game's set, it's split up into like five levels. And you're finding... You're going around, you're finding... In, like, in this like kind of ethereal ghost-like manner, you can transport around the island and you can go into people's memories. And, oh. um, yeah, it, it's sort of... This is sort of where like the kind of visual novel kind of narrative part leads in, where you're going through people's memories and they're recounting anecdotes, these stories of of you know either fond or not so fond memories of these people. And right. It's it's got this. I mean, the voice acting is fantastic, and it and it's got all these you know different dialects of like. Britain, where if you if you told a Yank all these accents are from Britain, they'd be like, "No, you're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> this is an Australian accent." It's like, no, it's just ten miles from Liverpool or something. Be, oh, I mean, don't get me started on how Brilliant. accents can change in this country by ten miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it's got yeah, such a diverse um, like uh, cast in that sense and. Yeah, it's got these really sometimes heartfelt, sometimes funny, sometimes you know, you know, light-hearted anecdotes. And then, whilst you're doing that, they you also have these. Um, so, so for example, there's this memory from this little girl, this child who's like recounting the story of the the guy who used to run the campsite, and he stole her frisbee once, and she's telling telling about this story of like oh he was a mean guy he was a bit weird he stole my frisbee and stuff like that and it's like okay to find the memory of this um person we need to find the frisbee and so you're going around this mm. this part of the campsite and you're having to look for this frisbee and the main part of this game is finding objects by zooming in and then you're like zooming inside of objects in like an almost x-ray Oh, like 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 a like, toolbox you could zoom into and then see the screwdriver, the hammer, the nails, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 
and there's like hundreds of objects in each part of the world and um, really you're only finding five objects just to advance the main story but mm. it, it's so it's so rewarding just to look into all these different objects right. just to find you know little knickknacks and funny things and like like for example um guy who's gone to a yoga class in his yoga bag there's like 20 cupcakes hidden under like towels and it's like <laughs> oh so you're going out to work out and you're just gonna eat 20 cupcakes after that so it's, yeah it's it, it, nice little like easter eggs and stuff mm. like that but um they, they also give you other things to find um like there's a kind of cryptic like a uh, crossword kind of thing where where this weird goat clown called Mr. Whistlebottom I can't remember his name he's got a weird name but he, he Whistlebottom it is cri- yeah what's <laughs> his where's his British accent clown. from where's he come from I don't even know if it's Brit- he's got a very strange accent I, I, I would believe he's an extra in like a Robin Hood play um, nice so Nottingham because mm. <laughs> everyone from Nottingham is weird um, <laughs> but yeah he gives you like cryptic clues so so that adds a bit more onto the main gameplay so I ended up 100% in all of those mm. um, I think I was pretty good at that because I, I do crossword every day and mm. I think my brain has just become so destroyed that <laughs> I understand those cryptic clues, so it wasn't too too bad. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 a pleasant. I think it took probably something about seven hours or something. Mm. You know, chilled out experience. It's nice. not my. I can't even remember what Annapurna have made. It may not be my favourite, or it might be. I don't know. I can't remember what else they've made. Goragoa. Yep, that was I an Annapurna game, wasn't it? I prefer um, it to... Well, like, but they're the publisher, uh, not the... The Outer Wild... Yeah. No. The Outer Worlds? That, the Outer Wilds? The Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds? Maybe it is my favourite Annapurna game. I think I prefer Florence. Florence, yes. Florence is real mm. good. Um, so, yeah. Donut County, Edith oh, Finch, yeah. Unfinished Swan. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Um, so, I'd say this is probably Journey. my second favourite. Outer Wilds. Mm, Journey wasn't originally an Annapurna game, yeah, was it? Was they gonna, brought yeah, it to PC, PC, I think. Yeah. Uh, my my vote's still my with idea. Florence, I think. Uh, Sign Our yeah. Wild Hearts Sign- as well. And Ashen. Oh. That's very good. Uh, and Flower. Good you know, t- telling Lies I never played. I wasn't a massive fan. Of- yeah, yeah. So it's my second favourite Annapurna game. <laughs> less okay. likely, yeah. I mean, that seems it says a lot because I like a bunch of these games. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very good. It's very. It's it's a nice, pleasant game. It's about death, but it it it's sort of takes on it in probably less than depressing way than Spirit Fair. And Spirit Fair is very light-hearted, seeing yes. the good side of it and everything like that. This is much more. This is a much lighter in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's got comedy to it. It's you know just the accents and the anecdotes of those stories everything's got a much more comical and light-hearted feel to it but yeah i really enjoyed it um i love games like this like anything where, it's a hidden object game anything mm. where you're finding stuff like like hidden folks or where's wally or hidden through time earlier this year it's it's good fun and it's got that kind of tactile look at these objects you know 
It's got this hot and cold mechanic with the Nintendo Switch where I played it, where it's like, Ooh, it's, mm. you know, the Joy-Con will start vibrating once it gets Oh, nice. That's a good touch. Cool. Stuff, so. That is a good touch. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. That, that, it's a very good game. Mm. Very good. Brilliant. I, I wouldn't say it would probably be on, like, top ten this year, but it's just one of those where it's like, Yes, I sat down and I was very engaged. That it was all I wanted to play, and I played it and I finished it, and it's like that was a nice, like Spiritfarer for me. Very nice. Good, good. I'm mm. just just taking a look at it now on Steam. Is it still on thirteen? Uh, yeah, fourteen, thirteen ninety four. Yeah, ten percent off. Worth every penny. Yeah, worth every penny. I mean, that's really good because uh, uh ooh. I just finished this short game. <laughs> yeah, this is this one's um, broken up in chunks where it's like, yeah, I I can finish one island tonight. I'll do it the next night, and you know, it's got that kind of nice progression to it, and it always keeps you involved because it's like I love looking at these little things, you know, tactilely, like like touch to it and. Turn them around, X-ray into them, and everything like that. So, yeah, I, I fully recommend it. Nice. I was, I was gonna I, having a quick look on Steam, just to look at the store page. I thought, as we were gonna do with the previous game, the review roundup, but there were no poor reviews. There's one bad review. Poor, oh, poor. Uh, hey. Mm. <laughs> um, the only thing cats do with their paws is fucking swipe a user. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with I am dead, there is one poor review. However, mm-hmm. I think this needs there... to be taken with a very big grain of salt. It comes from um, someone who has played uh, sixteen hours of this game. Sixteen point seven. They reviewed it at fourteen point three. So they played another two hours of this since uh, they're not recommended. Do you want, do you want to read their name? Though? I will. Yes. Kay. Epic Store Bot eight nine three. Only twenty six products in their account. This like, where has this come from? And the and the the review is slightly odd. Readable party parrot. Pay to force yourself. Collect all its rabbit poops slowly. Uncomfortable gameplay. Ask you to read through its nonsense. Nothing else worth caring. Even worse than their previous silly games or Donut County for the political correctness memes. I mean, make of that, that make of that about, what you will. Like, um, make of that what you will. That get Donut County was about. I don't understand. I mean, it, they're they're a nonsense <laughs> person. Like, they have three other, <laughs> they have two other reviews, uh, and those ones are clearly reviews. They're not actually a bot, but they basically bashed Outer Wilds for not having VR tools. Um, brilliant. Yeah, and then said there was a bug. But recommended Outer Wilds, and then they recommended there is no game uh, with a bunch of words. But for whatever reason, they decided that this game they would pretend like they were a bot and say kind of gibberish, and mm. then also do a weird "fuck you, Donut County," even though they didn't review Donut County at all ever. But Donut. Yeah, I mean, just just County. let it go. Wasn't <laughs> he? Donut Kate was like the pushback on like, like um, urbanization. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Donut County is not politically correct in the way. 
in the way that they think it is. Yes. Yeah. 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 Completely. That's what's. <laughs> well, I think I think what's even worse is that three oh, three people no. found that review helpful. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think there might have been some tongue-in-cheek stuff because it's virtually nonsense for half of it. I might award it. What can I award it? No, I'm not going to award it. No, no, no. Give it, give it, give you it a no. It. You're in a bad. Yeah, oh, you yeah, can. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was not helpful. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I... You know, there's, there are, there are some, there are some bigger reviews in there that have got some cons and things. So, uh, one of the reviews, one of the top ones, um, they'd only reviewed it at about one and a half hours. Uh, they've got three and a half since. Mm. Um, but some of the cons were some of the perspective puzzles are a little bit janky. Uh, they can vary wildly between being very generous and considering the player to have have, mm, and considering the player to have solved it if the player was even remotely close. And needing the solution to essentially be exact. Um, okay, and then so some just of the puzzles, stuff? yeah, maybe hitboxy stuff. And then some of the puzzles feel more like a guessing game than actual logic puzzles. Did you feel that at all, Lucy? Sorry, I was not listening. <laughs> oh, no, I've closed it. I've closed it. It's gone. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I was just like. I, I'm still shocked about the day. Okay. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you I feel? Mean, did you? The, the review. Did you feel the, like the, the hitboxes or like the way you navigated was needlessly um, specific? I guess that seems like what it was saying. It was saying on some of the puzzles you I, had to be I, quite exact. Yeah. I can, I, I can imagine that's a problem on Steam because I was wondering how do they get around this with a mouse? You know, using mouse control because mm. right. the switch. Um, you start getting that vibration when you're looking for these these very mm-hmm. basically you have to look into things at a very specific cross section, um, and th- it starts vibrating and it's not always my Joy-Con drift, but sometimes it, you know the, the <laughs> it'll start moving towards what it is actually your, is. Is it your Elite controller drift? I saw that and that's that, that was weird. I've <laughs> never had an issue. Maybe some people have an issue with their Xbox controllers. I think they could have a pretty decent sample study just by coming to my bedroom and seeing there's about 20. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch, watch, what you, watch what you say on the internet, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But, um, yeah, it, it, I don't know how they'd do that with, with mouse because... Mm. Um, as I said, like the vibration. Right, I suppose some it would have to be some kind of visual cue, wouldn't it? Um, you know, the the, the yeah, edges of the screen, kind of like sort sound. of yeah, or the edges yeah. of the screen sort of blurring slightly, or going in or out of focus, or something. Yeah, like that. But, but yeah. I was very glad to play that on Switch because mm. of that, and I was thinking, how are they going to do that with like mouse and keyboard? Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, if you plug in a controller, yeah, easy, but it. You know, you probably... It's not a game that you need to put a controller mm. in. Like, mouse right. and keyboard's fine, so... Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that, but... um, Yeah, the Donut County thing, like... You, I wouldn't worry about a, that. It was a criticism on, like, gentrification and stuff like that, so... Yeah, but, like, people that, don't... Maybe people that's don't that get that what person's... games actually are saying a lot... Well, maybe Same. that's the I mean, there are people politics. who who, are, who literally like tweet 
on like probably daily, but definitely every time Wolfenstein a Wolfenstein game hits the news, they're like, "Stop this SJW politicization of games because it's anti-Nazis." Like the game has never not fucking made you shoot Nazis. Like mm -hmm. if you didn't get this <laughs> back in 1980, uh, whatever. Yeah, it, it's. It, you cannot pay attention to these people because either they're trolling or or they're just plain dumb. Mm. And it, but, either way, it's not worth your time. And they were called Epic Game Store, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was released on the Epic Game Store. Oh, Oh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I think that someone thinks they're clever. Yes. But you. Okay, it's fine. Yep, just let it go. You can change your name on Steam yeah, I, whenever I you like. So it's just it's just a bit bit weird. Yeah, don't count anything. Let's finish there and talk about our beers and some uh, slightly slightly more enjoyable conversation rather than tearing down terrible terrible reviews. Yeah, let's end on a high note. Yeah. Um, oh shit, we're getting Donkey high. Kong, Donkey Kong no. Country is still good. Yes. As is Metal Slug. Oh, nice. Oh, I, was, I had an idea for... <laughs> Sorry, ignore me. Ben, you do your thing. Um, so, my two beers this evening were um, from Dea, um, saturated in Idaho 7, and the weird beard uh, Armus Stout. A uh, hard one. Very, very hard one. The, the, the Idaho 7 was a lovely, lovely flavour. Very well made. Super fruity. Lovely and creamy, really easy. Did hide that eight percent, as the Armour Stout has done, hiding that that um, eight point five percent. And the Armour Stout, whilst it is a nice flavour, goes through a lot of stuff. It's it, 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 there's a lot of things going on here, a lot of flavours to pick out, and it flows very very well. I think I'm going to give it to the Daya because it's a bit of an easier drink. And I think it's something that this armor stout is nice, but I come back to my sort of tried and tested reasoning. I'm not going to reach for another armor stout. I'm happy with it being the size that it is. I've still got a little bit of my glass left. I'm not rushing it. The saturated in Idaho 7, I'd have easily smashed back another can and have finished it by now. It was It was super easy, lovely and creamy. Lots of flavour going on. And it had that slight dankness that Idaho 7 gets, but that quality that, that, that Daya get in their beers as well. Just a very, very lovely, easy, well-made beer from Daya, which very well showcases kind of what Idaho 7 does. Um, the Armour Stout, lovely. Very nice stout. Yeah. A lot of things mm -hmm. going on. You have to kind of be in the mood, I think, for... A lot of flavour if you want to to tackle this one. I thought, given your condition, i.e. a cold, you'd, you'd uh, well, want all of that flavour. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 got the armor stout does have those slightly um, licoricey sort of um, slightly spiced characteristics to it, which almost feel a little bit sort of medicinal. Um, but it isn't quite hitting the level that Jaeger does when um, yeah. when I'm ill. And I mm. want to feel better, and I just <laughs> smash back half a bottle of Jaeger instead. Um, it's one way. Which I may do later. Um, <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I've, I've 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 suffered for three days. Maybe it's just time to it's smash the Jaeger out. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. So for the me this week, 
Day. Saturated nine oh seven. Yep. Uh, Lucy, how about you? Hmm. Yeah, I think we've had. An, I'm not sure if I've had this uh, Neil one. Neil gets things mm. done. Um, maybe I was thinking of Headband with the similar uh, art style on the front, but yeah, I think we've heard and you know what you're getting. Very soupy, mm-hmm. yeah. very dank, very full-bodied, very fruity, bold flavours. Um, but yeah, I just think for the like different kind of style and the just success that he manages to do that style, I'm going to go for the Overtone. Nice. Uh, what's it called? Ethiopian Cold Brew IPA. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it it just just blends all those different flavors, all those hops, as well as the the Ethiopian beans. It just it just blends everything so well and very consistent beer in, in its in its flavor. It's like yes, you're getting the citrus, you're getting the fruitiness, but you're also getting those stout-like flavours mm. with the roasted coffee beans, bit of chocolate, bit of earthiness. It just does it really well. Um, yeah. That's the winner for me this week. Nice. It's really, really good. I, I do suggest people go see that one out, if if any of the overtones. Mm. It's probably my favourite. So. Nice. Definitely something I'll ha- have a look for. I had an overtone um, at some point last week. Um, and it, it did. It sounded a little yeah, bit more like the so. the verdant that you had this evening. Uh, I think that was a New England IPA, but a little bit soupy, very fruity, yeah. big bold flavours. Mm. Um, and, and it was nice. And I would definitely reach for Overtone again. But from what you're saying, I think when I see Overtone again, I should look for that beer rather than kind of yeah. one of their other ones. Yeah, I mean, I, most of what I've had from them is IPAs, like the pale laurel and mm. yeah they've done a few neepers at this point there's something a bit a bit on the sweet side for me with those but this is it just it just feels so complete so well done yeah like everything is just 10 out of 10 for me on this one nice good yeah. adult we'll come to you yes me i'm a guy having beers uh i liked both the beers um the massive india pale ale from great south bay brewery in new york was just something that i kind of liked slightly florally slightly citrus um just like a didn't taste like the seven percent that it was could bash Mm. three in a row and then be like ah shit what have i done (laughs) um but I think I have to give it to the, uh, what are the, uh, oh, I forgot what they're called, fuck. Um, Howling Hops from Hackneywick, um, House IPA, 6.9% AB, ABV, and there was just more going on in the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, in the, like the initial taste, the main taste, and the finish had a bit more of a curve. Um the the interplay be, i also really like that at that seven percent you could taste and feel like the mouthfeel was thicker it, it, like they made the beer a little thicker and so you felt like you're having a more boisterous beer even though the tastes weren't in your face and that's a nice mm. trade-off in my opinion of like what you can do with abv but still make it very drinkable um while the massive ipa uh was just kind of thin and ultimately i think it was just like uh, it what it does it does well, but it kind of just has a taste and a finish, and it trades off between them reasonably well. 
and that's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. what you, it's your minimum for a beer, but like the house IPA just did a little more. Um, yeah. Even though the finish, like I said, was kind of weirdly split between the bitter and then this weird sweet tangerine type hit. It was still, even though ideally those would be more intertwined, maybe, who knows? But like in general, there were just more interesting going on. And I don't think that, I'm just saying that because I had more of it because it was a bigger tip. Mm. That's fair. I mean, I might be wrong. That might literally just have been what happened. <laughs> we'll never know. And that's we fine. We won't. So, that's all of the beers for this week. That's all of the games as well. Uh, you can get all of us at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter and on Instagram. TankedUpCast at gmail.com. If you want to email us long form thoughts about things. Uh, or things. yeah, those things, not just the general state of the world. Because I mean, it is do what you will, I mean, but you like know. we might not respond if it's not. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can go to the Out of Lives uh, Facebook page. You can go to outoflives.net as well, uh, where we post this. You can see our faces on the YouTube's or on outoflives.net as well, where our video will be within the post. Uh, or if you fancy it, find us in your podcast service of choice. If you're watching us on the stream and you don't subscribe to the podcast, or you watch us on the YouTube and you don't subscribe to the podcast, go to your podcast service of choice. Find us, rate us, review us. Do what you will. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47, almost everywhere. Get hold of me. Let me know what you think about the things I've been playing, or the things that you think I would enjoy. Do the same for Adol as well, who's streaming a lot of games on the Out of Lives uh, Twitch page, which is Out of Lives Network on Twitch. Um, to let him know any games that may already be in his library that he should revisit and look at. My, my 6,000 games. I, I mean, yeah, you see, you know, from the 6,000 games. Adol, if people want to get hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, I'm at the Omniarch, T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H, and all of things except Twitch, where I occasionally mostly do weird productivity streams that are not in standard for Twitch. Um, and I'm doing more of my gaming here on the Out of Lives mm. uh, Twitch channel. Uh, although I think if I start streaming magic, I'll probably do it not on the channel because <laughs> the channel needs that. Um, but yeah, uh, the underscore Omniarch on, on Twitch, but also, sorry, you do that on your CD after dark yeah. channel. Uh, but that's me. Uh, and yeah, uh, feel free to reach out, uh, on the Instagrams or the tweets or the whatnots. Um, let me know what you think I should tackle, especially cause I do the Tuesday streams on Out of Lives, and this mm -hmm. this month I'm going to try and do spoopy things, although I messed it up and just forgot it was Tuesday and didn't stream today. <laughs> That's my honest-to-God truth. I just They all forgot. blend into one. Um, but the next couple of weeks I'd like to do some spoopy games. Uh, I have Game Pass and I have a bunch on uh, Steam, but let me know if there's something new and interesting that I should try out. Nice. Good. You should try out that, what is it called, Phasmophobia game or whatever it is that everybody's talking about. Pat. Some ghost hunting game Ooh. or something. Do you, do you play as Derek Akora? I don't know who that is. Oh. <laughs> so that's the last Well, one. we'll move on. If you'd like to um, tweet at or let Lucy know on social media who Derek Akora is, you can do so, Lucy, at... Juicy Loose 9, and my hot tip this week is go play uh, Family on Itch. 
Oh, oh God, yeah, I, I forgot to talk about that as well. Yeah, me too. Um, um, we should talk about it next week just because it's so good. Agreed. Yeah. It, it's been out for a while. I'll check that out. So yeah. it's, no, it's no reason to. If you like music and you like puzzle games, it's an indie music puzzle game. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about it next we'll, week. We'll yeah, table yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a star. Because I haven't finished it, so I can finish it before next week. Nice. Because I, I like loved it and then just kind of forgot it existed in the way that Adil does it constantly. And so it's it's definitely a game I wanted to finish but didn't, rather than a game mm-hmm. that I didn't finish, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yes. It's super short, so you could easily just start it again. And... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's about an hour. Yeah. But yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, juicy Loose and I. Let me, let me know your inner secrets. Oh, deep. Uh, Perfect. A good way to end this week. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Remember, go to your podcast subscription, not subscription, service of choice, and let us know what you think Uh, for another week. We've been tanked up. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net